You're bacon. And I'm looking right at a fucking light. And this is Bacon and Nays interview pants edition. Mm, taking them off. It's an yeah. Well, actually, we're putting them on because we're getting ready to do an interview. I do my I do all my best interviews in my underwear. Okay, then maybe take them off. Even though I'll I'll probably be doing most of the heavy lifting on this one. Yep. But uh, but I mean, feel free. Literally free, like free your area down there. Anyway, we're gonna be interviewing some people who messaged me and said they want to be on the show. It is uh, Mr. Andy and Patrick from Red Text. Uh, concert promotions, and they have a lot going on. So, well, actually, I guess we should probably uh, plug our stuff up here, up top, right? Just real quick, just plug it up. Plug the bottom At hole. Bacon and A's on social medias. Mm-hmm. And then uh, baconandays.com slash Amazon. That'll take you to our Amazon link, and the Amazon link will kick us a few dollars to help support the show. And that's all we got to do up top. So, let's get right to the interview. It's Bacon and A's Interview Pants. Time off. <laughs> All right. We have Andy and Patrick on the phone. And uh, Andy and Patrick, I'm here with my co-host, Jimmy Lopez. Jimmy, say hi to the folks. Hello. Salutations. And uh, Andy and Patrick, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Andy Rowan. I am the founder and creator of RedTex.com and RedTex Promotions in St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, my name is Patrick Carter. I work the camera and business research and make perfectly fine brand new business. All right. <laughs> well, whoever wants to talk is totally fine with us. So just uh, chime in or whatever whenever you want to. Uh, well, welcome, man. Welcome yeah, thanks to the for, uh, thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, it's not often we get guests on the show, but we uh, we're, we plan to be very accommodating today. Uh, well, we, we definitely appreciate it. Okay, cool. So you were uh, you were in Thorhammer, weren't you, Chris? Right? Yes, I was. Uh, I was. I was in... Yeah, I saw you guys when um, we opened up for, like more in like 2014, and like how I originally met you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we that was a that was a hell of a show. That's like one of the highlights of my, uh, playing drums. At, like overall, it's, jeez. So thank you for coming to the show, though. I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude. No, not a problem. Thank you guys so much for having us. Um, we're, we're just trying to get ourselves out there as well as promote others. So we're in a two-way street, but it, it, it's nice. So we enjoy it very much. Well, we're glad to have you on and help you uh, get the word out even further to however many listeners we get. Uh, we kind of, we're kind of vague when it comes to how many listeners we get, so just you just have to, we just put it out there, and then it's in the podcast world. So. Anywhere between seven and eight. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so um, if you give us some background on your guys's, like, where do you come from? How'd you get involved in the uh, in the promotional area? Uh, well, I guess for me, it all started out when this was, I want to say, early May 2016, uh, when I originally started playing the video game Overwatch professionally, and um, 
late beta, early season one and whatnot. Um, I got signed to a Mickey team, nothing major, and I started playing esports for a bit. And I, I love the entertainment. And eventually, in uh, 2017, coincidentally in April, I competed at DreamHack, which kind of ended my whole thing there. And I went to become a manager um, for the esport organization that I started to build with my CEO and our investors that we had, had been able to pull up. Um, and so I started managing people and uh, teams and rosters, and um, I fell in love with, like, the business aspect of entertainment through that. And I'm really just, that's what I wanted to do is I knew I wanted to do that. How I got into the interview specifically, um, I don't know, I just like talking to people. <laughs> I think overall, I, I just have a knack of just having a great enthusiasm when, when speaking to people and being really engaged. And, um, I mean, and who doesn't like meeting people that you fucking idolize? Like, I went out drinking with Preston Lacey from Jackass about two months ago, and that was Damn. the most mind-blowing experience ever. Yeah, that is that yeah. is pretty sweet. You know, and, and it's stuff like that, and it, it's just a passion of mine. I love what, what I do. We've only been launched for about a month or so officially. Bridge in Miami completely collapsed 
And uh, unfor- oh. unfortunately, it killed some people. Um, I'm going to assume, Patrick, that you didn't have anything to do with that. No, of course not. I wouldn't okay, have good. to take responsibility of anyone's Somehow death. I <laughs> see that I'm going to have something to have done with this. Well, it's the jury's out on whether Jimmy Lopez has had anything to do with the walking okay. bridge collapse in Florida. But, uh, yeah, I actually want to come out on the side of uh, being against walking bridges in general. Okay. Because uh, of a certain incident that happened, I was driving under a walking bridge, and I know... Every, this is a universal thing, is people putting cups in the fences of walking bridges yeah. uh, and making messages. Mm-hmm. Well, I was driving under one in here in St. Louis one time, and it said, Kurt sucks, and uh, I have a cousin named Kurt, and it made me angry. <laughs> so, official stance on walking bridges is we are against them. We, I think all of us, including the guests that are on the show today, can all definitively state that we do not like walking bridges. Got it. Got it. Okay. Tangent over. Are you guys still there? <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> okay, so I want to uh, make sure we make time to plug your stuff. So I'm going to get in the first plug. Um, your website is r3dtxt.com. And that's, that's where you can find all information on these guys' promotional stuff. And... Uh, I wanted to make sure we got you in this week because uh, Sunday, March 25th, just a couple of days after this is going to post up, at uh, Cinema 24-1 at uh, 9.30 a.m. is a premiere of this movie called The Lou. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit about this and how you guys got involved in helping them promote this. Um, we were actually invited by the director and writer of the show, um, Lacey, he's a big production person in uh, St. Louis, and yeah, he just had a premiere for one of his other little short films that he made in the, uh, at the Galleria. He sold 300 seats, <laughs> hmm. which is pretty crazy for like a, a local thing, and um, they're like projected to sell like four or five, six hundred tickets for this one, so they have a whole theater for it. Yeah. Um, so, getting into the list specifically, um, I'm not sure all what it pertains. I know it's about a bunch of friends who are trying to, like, rebuild their city after some um, big verdict. And, like, there's a bunch of riots and stuff like that. Oh, was it um, uh, Ferguson? I'm sorry? Is it, is it based on Ferguson? or is it... I don't think it is. Okay. That's the that's thing. I, I don't think it is. It might be influenced by that, though. I, I would have to think so. Okay, I, I'm going to... So so let, so let's clear it up a little bit. So this is a fictional movie, or do you know for sure? I actually am not 100% okay. sure. I want to say it's fictional, but right. at the same time, I don't know. The way you described it seems like it's documentary style. Yeah, it's like one of those like documentary style fictions. Gotcha. Sort of like, uh, I, I, in my mind, when I think of it, it's like a Twilight Zone sort of issue, where it's something that, you know, really the thing could have happened, but it's not really there. But if it happens in St. Louis, then fucking Louis. Yeah. Stays in St. Louis, man. <laughs> well, it sounds, they, sounds they didn't give very, us a whole uh, lot of details, so we're in the dark as much as you guys. 
Yeah. I know for I know like the main reason why I was going there is uh, we're local press and there's we're gonna be interviewing everyone. Um, I believe we're doing like the Q and A thing after the shit movie and stuff like that. Um and yeah, we're just coming from there. We were really happy to be invited to um, it was just a random invite type thing, and um, I did a lot of research on him, and the dude, you know, actually really, really popular. He's been on the news multiple times just promoting this and a bunch of different shows, so, you know, we're definitely happy for the opportunity and great publicity. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be an interesting movie. I would suggest people go and see it. At uh, 9.30 a.m. Sunday, March 25th at Cinema 24-1. I'm sure you could look up uh, The Lou on uh, Fandango or IMDb and stuff like that. Or on your guys' website. And you can find all the information. And I'm, I'm assuming since you're covering it and you're doing Q&A, there's going to be a bunch of stuff about the movie up after the fact, right? Right. Okay, good. So, uh, next thing... That I saw on your uh, your website is a upcoming project with a metal band from St. Louis. Um, can you give us which a one? <laughs> say what? Which one? Oh well, uh, I don't. I I didn't get the band name down. I was gonna have you guys give me the pitch on it, but it, so so you guys uh, ha- you guys are involved with a bunch of metal bands. Upcoming project with a metal band. It's probably awaiting the gala. Okay, that, that sounds familiar. So, tell us uh, tell us about Awaiting the Gallows and what kind of stuff you're going to be doing with them. So, Awaiting the Gallows, we're actually covering their show later tonight. Um, man, Awaiting the Gallows, they are really legitimate guys. Um, out of all the bands we have interviewed and hung out with, them and Mars Transit, another St. Louis band, have been like the most hospitable to us and like just like the chillest people to hang around um I guess the best word to use for them is unique like every single one of their personalities and like how they do their metal is kind of dark <laughs> but super like you know they channel a lot of you know their life and stuff into their music and uh after the show like we all went out to Denny's and shit like wait you know, and we've been talking to them almost on a daily basis. So the project I'm doing right now is called A Night Out with the Way the Gallows, kind of get them uh, out there. And that's a project I started just randomly at 3 a.m. because I was bored and can't sleep. And just started editing footage together for, like, a documentary mini-doc style about the band and talking about the night out. And a lot of shit went wrong. It was at the, the Point Fest thing, the road to Point Fest at Fop. And, like, the first song, like, the string of theirs broke, and they didn't have, like, a back of guitar and shit, and, like, keyboard issues. Like, the band before them actually, like, broke their keyboard entirely. Like, and we're hoping to get a lot of good footage um, tonight to add on to that. And it basically just kind of like describes the band, introduces who they are, uh, what they do, and it dives a little deeper into their personalities and their lives because, you know, I have found, you know, especially in interview styles, the more 
you talk about a person's personality, the more the audience gets to connect with who they are and the more they'll want to purchase their stuff because they're like, hey, this fucked up motherfucker is like me. I'm also fucked up, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think, you know uh, what I mean? It's just like, we, that, that's like the biggest thing for our company is like we want to build relationships with fans and, and networkers. So far we've been successful on everything we've done to people we want to connect with. Yeah, I think um, uh, I think going back to what you just said, uh, making like connections with between the audience and the artist, I think that that is a lot of the problem with how people view music and art in general now is that they think it's so disposable that them downloading and getting it for free on the internet doesn't matter. But uh, the con- if you make that connection between the artist and and the 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 fan, mm-hmm. the potential fan, then they give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it brings out the human in the in the voice. Right. Well, uh, and that's I think... what I learned a lot. I learned, you know, to value that all from esports and stuff, and watching like Twitch streams and like, um, you know, seeing all these, you know, teams in uniforms like meeting fans, like Dreamhack and all this stuff, and like it's just the connection. It. You know, like, if you're a super big fan of someone, you know, meeting them is obviously on the top of your list and stuff, and you want to get to know them. You want to know stuff about them because you like their art, you like what they do, you like them, you know. So it's kind of like educational in a way about yeah. the person. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so... <laughs> So the uh, so the next thing I kind of want to get into is uh, I kn- I know on your website you mentioned that you are kind of working on your own rap record so I know you also kind of help promote rap artists in town is there anybody you want to mention in particular coming up that uh, that that you like to mention on the show as far as promotional goes or do you should we just uh, refer people to the website for more information on that. Oh, no. Uh, I won't 100% drop Zeus from Water fame. He is a huge uh, St. Louis artist. Um, yeah, he has actually opened almost every single door in the rap community for us. Say, um, say, his, uh, say the artist's name again. Zeus Rebel Waters. Okay. It seems like everywhere we go, like we were just uh, interviewed on the uh, on the radio one hundred four point one with DJ Tino, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that was because of this. Like it, it, they contacted Zeus, talked about us, we talked highly about us, and then boom, next day we were on. So Jimmy and I both watched that interview, and Jimmy was talking to me a little bit about it before we started recording. Uh, Jimmy, you want to mention anything to them about that? Yeah. So. Uh... We don't have a studio TV morning show that we have to run so we can give you a little more of our attention. It felt like yeah. it felt like during that interview, he had way too much going on to be interviewing somebody. What? Wait, do you repeat that? Like, during that interview... It felt like the host had way too much going on to give you the proper attention that you needed for an interview. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, on the video, you could, like, see him moving down. And he's a, it's a radio host, so he's doing his shit. You know what I mean? But, like, 
he kind of was doing your interview in between his day job, which, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, hey, he can multitask. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. I can't do that. Yeah. Right. Uh, we, on the other hand, are giving you our full attention. <laughs> which I appreciate. I love your eyes on me, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, as far as rap goes, like, I'm mostly into metal myself, but... Uh, oh, yeah, dude, for sure. But Jimmy, on the other hand, we like to joke around because Jimmy is super into Ja Rule. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I'm sorry. I can't say it with a straight face because Ja Rule is ridiculous. I, um, you think so, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I don't want to get in an argument in front of our guests here, you know. Lover's Quarrel. Yeah, I think I should specify about the uh, writing an album type thing if I... I don't think that I myself would record it. I am more or less, I've already sold two songs to local artists. I kind of just ghost write. Okay. For artists and stuff like that. Because I write a lot of poetry and then poetry is added to a beat and then it basically is made into a, a semi-decent starter song and that's what I've been working on that's lately. Awesome. Are you producing your own beats as well or are you just... I'm sorry? Are you producing your own beats as well, or are you just writing lyrics? No, I actually, um, I don't think I should name drop him, so I don't know how he feel about that, but I'm actually working with someone who is a producer, produces his own beats, and we're working simultaneously on it. He sends me the work, and I write the song, and then we send it off to whoever client, and we split the money 50-50. That's cool. That's awesome. And I like that you're a little bit secretive about it. There's something yeah, mysterious there. there. Is. It's intriguing. <laughs> yeah, well, he knows, I mean, he knows how to get people in. <laughs> right. Okay, so the, uh, the last thing I want to ask you about, and uh, after that we're going to do one more thing. But, uh, okay, so you also mentioned that you work on the Pascal Show. Uh, it's a, And for our listeners, it's a uh, St. Louis variety talk show. Yep. Uh I believe on YouTube it said it had been going since 2015. Is that correct? Something like that. Okay, and it. Uh, I want to plug it first. It streams live every Thursday on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Um, can, can you give us a little more detail on how involved you are with that show? I'm extremely involved. Uh, that... It was completely random how I got hired on that show. We actually went to go see him live. He was doing a, a, well, one of the shows live at a restaurant called Tin Roof for a special event. And um, he knew who we were um, right off the bat. Everyone knows the red hair. Oh, okay. Um, but he knew who we were, and like, he said hi to us briefly, then he did the show, and then afterwards went over to talk to him. Had a decently long conversation. I was basically saying, you know, like, we're doing everything we do out of pocket. You know, just because we're, we love working with bands, we love doing all the stuff. This is all pure passion for us. Um, and, like, I don't know why, but he, like, kind of just instantly offered me a job. He's like, you start tomorrow morning. Talk to that guy. He'll tell you what to do. Well, I think I know why he hired you is because... You told him straight up that you're passionate about what you do and you're not worried about making money right off the bat. You're just like, I love doing this work. He's like, okay, I need kids that are ready to work and not that I'm calling you kid. I'm just saying, like, I need, <laughs> you, 
I need young people that are passionate about what they do to be involved in my show that I'm also passionate about. Right. And yeah, it's been it's been nothing but great. Um, I've only covered two episodes so far, um, but it's, uh, it's Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday, um, 10 a.m. to like 11ish a.m. is when we're live. Uh, but you know, I think it's decent money for the time I'm there. Um, but it's really just all about the work, and you know, you get to meet the guests. And whatnot that are on, and you know, man, he's have like Ozzy Smith on there from the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, I I did watch the highlight video that's at the top of the YouTube page. So, what? Tell us what exactly you do on the show, though. That's what I'm interested in. Every single thing you see on screen, every single thing you hear on screen goes through me. Okay, that's sweet. I completely run the camera angles and the audio. Gotcha. Through an application on an iPad that switched to them. So, uh, is Patrick involved with that as a team with you? And when he, I, I think I heard him say on the other interview that he's going back to Florida. So, yeah, um, I don't work on the Pascal show. Oh, okay. uh, they have their full crew. They just needed a, another switcher. Gotcha. I guess because the, the crew that works there. They have other jobs too, um, which doesn't affect the Pascal show, but you know, just in case you need someone to run the show. Yeah, most of them are photographers. They have their own business, Pascal show, I guess, like a side thing. Right, but um, right. actually, I'm trying to move up to Missouri. I mean, yeah, why, you know, it's either I stay in Florida or I move up to Missouri, you know, flip a coin, honestly. Um, but for the most part, I'm trying to move up here. And uh, work with Andy still and keep running the business and do our stuff part time or whatever. Uh, this is a great opportunity for the both of us. It's like it's either we do our own business or go to college. And I feel like we can run our own business. <laughs> well, it, it seems like it's going pretty well for you guys so far, and I wish you the best it's been luck. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Like every single day, like we we just getting contacted by so many people on a daily basis. It's great. Like we're gonna be working with someone uh, very soon who just got signed to MC Hammer's new label. That's the Which, well, yeah, I guess MC Hammer is still around. I, I was yeah. gonna say I didn't know that MC Hammer had a label. That's pretty sweet though. Yeah, no, we're, we're, man, all these doors are opening. It is actually kind of intimidating sometimes. we we feel. I'm extremely critical about my work and my art, and, like, a lot of interviews, I'm just kind of like, man, I fucked that up so bad, but then the people are like, oh, my God, this is the most fun thing I've ever done. (laughs) Well, you got, you did our, you did a name drop, Ozzy Smith and MC Hammer this episode, so I got to give you major credit on that. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Um, And like I said, I wish you guys the best of luck in uh, moving forward. I wanted to do another uh, Bacon and A's segment really quickly, and uh, it's going to be a game, and it's a debut. Right. It's a debut of this game, okay? Oh boy! This is a game uh, called Everything But, and it's a uh, it's based on uh, Jimmy Lopez because he has a big butt. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, so. Uh, we do like to give away prizes on this uh, 
on this uh, podcast once in a while. Sometimes they're really good, sometimes they're really bad. <laughs> so, uh, here's how this game is going to work, guys. I'm going to have my co-host Jimmy Lopez describe to you a VHS, and he's going to describe everything about this VHS uh, except the title of the movie, okay? So he can tell you all the actors that are in it, he can tell you who's on the cover, he can tell you the tagline, he can read anything on it uh, possible, and if you guess what this terrible movie is... <laughs> then Jimmy has to keep it. But if you do not guess what it is, then I will mail it to you, and you have oh, to keep God. it. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm down. Okay, so Jimmy's, Jimmy's going to take over now, and he's going to uh, explain this box to you. If you have any further questions after he's uh, done explaining, feel free to ask. And, All right. Uh, and Jimmy, go ahead. All right, so... We're looking at a VHS copy. The tag on it says, The greatest battle would be for her love. As we flip it over, we notice it is a Columbia Pictures release starring Sean Connery, Richard Gere, Julia uh, Ormond, and Jerry Zucker, the director of Ghost. This movie... Runs 133 minutes, which completely useless information. <laughs> um, they bring you a vision of, yeah, King Arthur's Camelot. A vision of, oh, of breathtaking battles, heart-pounding courage, and the undeniable love that brought an entire kingdom to its knees. Okay, I don't know if the listeners heard that. Uh, they did say, oh, fuck, when you said something about <laughs> King Arthur. <laughs> Sean Connery. Dude, that sounds fucking awful. Um, Sean Connery. The only battle is for her love. That sounds like a really fucking bad pop song. Um, let's see. The only battle is Camelot. Uh, it also was not rewound, so that's... Oh, yeah. That's I did. I, <laughs> I did. I did forget to mention that I got this from Goodwill, and uh, part of the... Whoever the loser is that ends up with this, uh, it's not rewound, so... Yeah. Now, also, copyright 1995. Oh, okay. Oh. So that puts it... Okay, so basic overview you have to deal with here. Your stars are Sean Connery and Richard Gere. It's about Camelot. It's a love story. It's from 1995. Lots of dudes riding horses. Lots of dudes on horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of sword fighting. Okay. Oh, shit, you know? Um, the one thing that comes that came to mind and it's not on VHS. I instantly thought of like the last samurai. I was thinking of Monty Python. I thought you guys would kind of throw us on a loop really quick. <laughs> I know, right? Um, Sean Connery, dude. My dad was really big at the historical <laughs> war films. Um, isn't it like the last night or something? Or um, oh. yeah, I'm sure it's like the last night. Or something like that. Is that your final answer? 
We're going to have to ask you to give us your final answer now. Does it have to be 100% correct? Yes, it does. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. Your dad hated Sean Connery. Um, His dad hated Sean Connery. <laughs> I should hear a young lady. I don't know. Go ahead and go, just give us your best guess. I'm gonna say it's the last night. I'm I'm sure it's something like that. If you said it's with medieval horses or whatever, mm-hmm. it's something with a knight has to be. That is fifty percent correct. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's incorrect though. It is first night. First night. What kind of movie's name is that? <laughs> I mean, what kind of name is the last night? I don't know. That's I was thinking of the last samurai, and I couldn't get it out of my head. I mean, true. if you combine, <laughs> if you combine those two things, you would have had it right. right. Last samurai and first night. One's in Japan, oh, the other's in Camelot. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of horses in both. True. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Uh, you guys lost this game, which means you win this awful movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will mail it to you, assuming you send me your correct address. <laughs> uh, no, you... And it'll be to a random sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely don't have to give me your address on the air. Uh, we'll do that after. Uh, and we're going to do one last thing, and then I'll let you guys plug, and then we'll close up the show. So, uh, a tradition on our show is to uh, do our ham and eggers. So... In wrestling speak, a ham and egger is kind of a piece of trash or a I thought you said something way different. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh, I know what you're thinking. We're not going to go there. Um, <laughs> not going to go there. Uh, so, ham and egger in wrestling speak is a not very good uh, wrestler or a kind of a piece of trash person. And we always give our ham and eggers of the week on this show. So, before we start recording, I asked you to think of something or someone that you hate... And uh, if you could go ahead and give me your something or someone that you hate uh, for this week, uh, anytime. Something I hate. Something or someone. Chipotle, dude. I hate Chipotle. <laughs> Boom! Yes. Oh, the uppity Taco Bell. Yes. Yeah. Fuck Chipotle. And uh, whatever the hell viruses they spread in their food. <laughs> I think it's actually, uh, well, I'm going to not correct you since you're a guest on the show. Uh, did you, was that a joint uh, ham and egger, or would you both like to say one? Would you, would you like to say one? Oh, uh, yeah, no, for sure. So, mine is definitely, I face this issue a lot when talking to some specific clients that I will not name. Uh, people who cannot articulate times and locations properly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> because I... I can literally, like, this has happened multiple times with multiple different people. It just so happens they're all in the same circle. I don't know. It's fucking conspiracy. I, I asked. A very simple question, and this was this happened the other day, literally yesterday with another one of my clients. I said, okay, 
uh, where should we meet you? He's like, okay, Saturday, 3 p.m. Where the fuck do you want us to be? <laughs> That's a definitely a very good ham and egger. Uh, I actually forgot to mention her. I wanted to tell you a very short thing about promoters that I've dealt with. Uh, the first out-of-town show we did with Thorhammer while I was in the band was in uh, Kansas City. So the promoter gave us the wrong time. Uh, The location we showed up at was an illegal biker bar, which he did not tell us. Uh, We get into the place and it's full of illegal uh, bikes and all kind like just ridiculous shit. Uh, So there was an unofficial start time. So we were there. I'm going to guess like three hours early because it was unofficial. Like it was just like show up whenever you want to, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, and we were out of town. So like he told us come early. We came early. Fucking nobody's there. Not even him. Okay. <laughs> so then since we were the out of town band and this, he, okay. He overbooked the show also, which is another huge no, no that happens in St. Louis a lot for some reason. Like band, promoters shitty promoters will book like eight bands on a show don't do that please it's ridiculous uh not you guys specifically i'm just saying promoters in general please stop it um just stop yeah just stop dude if your band needs to be on a uh, show with eight bands like you just wait for another show or something okay so, so um finish up the story really quickly they because there was eight bands on the show and they didn't have their sound or board or anything together at all. Nothing about the show went correctly. We didn't go on until two in the morning. I didn't leave there until three in the morning, and I didn't get I didn't get home until eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Jeez. So um, yeah, that was the shittiest promotional uh, guy experience I ever had. I just wanted to mention that while you guys were on the show. Please aim higher than that guy did. Um, my And that that's not going to have anything to do with my ham and egger. My ham and egger this week is walking bridges. <laughs> I figured as much. I, uh, as much. I despise them, and I hope that um, they don't collapse anymore because that's very dangerous. Uh, Jimmy, what, who is your ham and egger of the week, or what? Uh, my ham and egger of the week is, uh, white people drinking holidays. <laughs> yeah. White people drinking holidays. Because Cinco de Mayo is coming up. We just had St. Patty's Day, and I almost got hit by a drunk driver leaving work on St. Patrick's Day. Dude, we were at uh, a show in Rolla, Missouri. Uh, it was Tech Nine and some great music, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my mom is a huge fan of Chris Palico, and she she used to figure skating the and stuff when she was younger. So her bones and joints are absolutely like fucked up. Mm-hmm. I was in the very fun. It was Patrick and my mother were were still in the crowd and whatnot. And uh, at some point or whatever, a song started and like they completely trampled my mother, who was just trying to see her favorite artist. It was it was all bad. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> Yeah, white people and alcohol uh, get a little out of control sometimes. We have personal experience with that. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, I, I'll take that for a twofer. I also hate white people drinking holidays and just crap boys in general. Yeah, totally. Okay, so we're going to close up the show now. Uh, Andy and Patrick, thank you for being on the show. Everybody go and check out their website, r3dtxt.com. Uh, go to Cinema 241, uh, Sunday, March 25th at 9.30 a.m. to see the Lou premiere. Uh, go on there, go on the, uh, Red Text website and check out all their upcoming, upcoming events that they're helping. Contact us. If you are looking, if you are a band or artist trying to get out there and hook us up, we will, we will come to you and we will film you and do stuff with you and care you. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys for being on Bacon and A's and, uh, you're welcome to come back on the show again anytime. And uh, don't forget to send me your address. After look up the sandwich shop. Yeah, and uh, and I hope that uh, maybe one of your guys' parents still has a VHS player, a, v- a VCR. Oh, we, we literally do. Okay, good. And a fucking rewinder. <laughs> Boom! Boom! It Man. still says property of Blockbuster on it. Oh, it does? I don't know. Oh, it's <laughs> Alright, you guys have a good one. Thank you. Thank you again for being on the show, and uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye!